Hey friends, looks like you clicked on our awesome podcast, which is just two best friends talking about nerdy stuff, interesting stories from their lives, and reading and reacting to fictional stories found on the internet. But as with most things found on the internet, this podcast is absolutely not for children or some adults. You have been warned. Welcome back to the Argle Bargle Pod. I am Tyler. And I'm Mike. And how are you today, Mike? I'm pretty good. Can't complain. How about you? Oh, I'm not doing too bad, you know. Uh, we were in town last weekend, so that was that was great. And uh, we actually attended a birthday party. <laughs> that was for my lovely darling girlfriend. It sure was. It was a good time. Yep. We got to... Uh, mingle with the other her other friend group so that was cool yeah first time meeting the D D crowd you know any standout characters you enjoyed uh no i thought they were all equally good <laughs> i'm sure they'd all <laughs> love to hear that <laughs> no i thought they were like just interesting people they fit in with the group pretty good sydney says i'm self-conscious about um parties like that because i was like man was i too much was i a nuisance (laughs) and she was like no you were happy mike that's a it's a i know it's an unfamiliar feeling but that's what happiness can be like sometimes (laughs) i'd like your two cents on it was i too much no i thought it was great i agree with sydney it was was good like you were perfect i mean if we break (laughs) the anxiety after that's it the anxiety is. talking to you. Well, well, for instance, when I said, look how sharp this knife is, when I <laughs> and then proceeded to shave half my arm, I was worried some people were like, man, he's drunk and he has a knife. Somebody needs to talk to him like a baby. <laughs> I was worried that that was happening, which is why I'm like, I'm putting it away. I just wanted to show you that. Look how fucking buck wild this knife is. I'm not yeah, that drunk. <laughs> Listen. I was about this drunk when I did it the first time. (laughs) It was stupidly sharp. Yeah, no one got hurt. Everything was fine. It was all good. It was in a controlled environment. Yeah. And everything's good. Don't worry about it. It blew my mind because I had seen the razor test and stuff. And like, I've never seen, I've never had a knife that actually could do it well. Right. So I was just flabbergasted that this knife was that sharp, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll give a little rundown of the party. You know, we did some minute to win it games. Uh, we had some pie instead of cake, which was really good. I didn't think I enjoyed pumpkin pie, but honestly, the pie was really good. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. Sydney remembers me interrupting a lot of uh, explanations of the rules to yell out, hey, commish, commissioner, is this rule acceptable? <laughs> Um, and she lumped Dan in with me and said, me and Dan were just as bad as each other and so loud boisterous. I thought it was, I thought it was way more my nonsense, but she also (laughs) blames Dan. So it's nice that it's not just a hundred percent me. Yeah. You guys are coming up with like absurd rules that nobody else would probably think of (laughs) trying to exploit the system. Both of us thought of them and we didn't want one of us to do it and then be told that it doesn't count. 
Yeah, exactly. So we asked very exactly. specific rules that's <laughs> to make it seem like we might be attempting to be fair, but really we're making sure the unfair things we need to do worked. Like when we had to throw cars, <laughs> cards at stacks of paper cups, and the idea was we were supposed to be, oh, mon cherry, right. I'm Gambit, let me throw the cards, <laughs> and then throw them one at a time after charging it up like an X-Men. Right, yeah, for sure. What they didn't count on was doing a kind of Randy Savage pitch of the full deck <laughs> at the stack of cards. Just a full-on baseball throw. Yeah, exactly, which apparently was still counted. It didn't. We didn't have a limit on how many cards we could throw at once. Yeah, there were very little rules. I mean, it was just kind of knock the cards down <laughs> with it's the card. Probably knock doesn't, the cups down with the cards. Like, there's two ways of looking at this. You can look at me and Dan and say... What villains, what absolute cheaters, <laughs> and other people might think that is a big brain move. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was thinking big brain. I, I couldn't think not, you guys were trying to cheat. I couldn't believe the scores some people got on some games. I was blown away. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I yeah. uh especially the um the states one. I had no idea. I'm more upset that my walk and not drop anything with a a uh, popsicle stick in your mouth. I set the high score for that. And I was upset that it didn't get me more points because overall (laughs) I didn't win, but I felt like I was doing all right the whole night. Yeah. I thought you did pretty good. I felt like I was very middle of the road. I think I ended up where I was meant to be for sure. For sure. Well, I'm not going to, I was surprised. I was surprised at how well I did on the, uh, the stack things up on the popsicle stick and walk, to be honest. I think I was second. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised how bad some people were because I was thinking <laughs> I'm going to rely 100% on luck. I'm going to nail it first go. And I yeah. did. Yeah, and it worked. I went, oh, God, if it was actually that easy, somebody's going to beat it. And they didn't. So I was proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I was the closest and I was still like, what, like four seconds past you or something? I, I had 22 seconds, so I don't know what you had. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. uh I feel like it was still significant in time past. That's speed running, baby. <laughs> oh, God. No, but it was a great time. I enjoyed it. And uh, can't wait for next year. The thing I think when I went too far was refusing to break out of the Cajun accent for a good hour while getting <laughs> while helping people set up certain games in the kitchen i uh, to be fair i was basically roughing in there with you and dan because sydney had basically given up at that point and just went to hang out with other people (laughs) and we were just helping people do all the card throwing and whatnot yeah it's true i was i kind of took over as like uh official pitcher and video taker (laughs) i don't i don't remember when that happened but it it was good i enjoy that (laughs) you did get a pretty good photo of me it's a shame we're never going to reveal our faces, but um, <laughs> it's a pretty good photo of me, I think, because I laugh that every time fantastic. I see it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it was so good that we uh, we made it the official photo of our uh, boys' group chat. The secret to getting a good candid photo is to have the target think that it's a, a video, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, that works every time. What is it? It works sixty percent of the time, every time. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, 
No, it was good. It was good. And uh, how did the other group feel? The uh, the D and D group. Haven't asked. Don't care. Okay, good. <laughs> like we had D and D the next day. People that slept over woke up, hung out with us for a little bit, went home, grabbed their D and D shit, and came back. And then we ran D and D. It was pretty good. Um, okay, nice. I so think no one was it. like, no one disliked it enough to say like, this was the worst, and I never want to hang out with them again. I wasn't. So that's in, good. I count that as a win. I wasn't chipper enough when I woke up to bother asking because I I don't think I could have cared with the state yeah, of mind fair. when I woke up. <laughs> that's fair. You didn't seem like drunk at all, though. Really, I was yeah, scared that all. people would think I was hammered because no. I hadn't eaten the whole day, and then I had like two drinks, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to hold back on drinking for a while. That's hilarious. I would have sworn that you were. That you didn't even drink, to be honest. You didn't seem that much different. <laughs> I thought people would be like, when will that raging Cajun in the kitchen shut the fuck up? No. Stop doing Gambit quotes. <laughs> uh, no, I had a great time. That was great. <laughs> See, this, this is what anxiety does to a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay's the same way. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> After every interaction. I'm still surrounded by several dozen balloons. Do you know not a one balloon has popped? Really? Yeah. That's impressive. They're shrinking little by little. Okay. During yeah. D&D the next day, because I can't sit still long for long periods of time during D&D, I drew Garfield on an orange balloon and then blew it up and it got ruined. <laughs> I think I've seen that, that picture. I think Sydney sent us a oh, picture. It was yeah. fantastic. It looked great. I appreciate it. I had to redraw it once it was inflated. That's fair, yeah. Which created a weird shadow effect that actually made it better somehow. All right, that makes sense. No, I appreciated it. Oh, speaking of D&D, my group that I play with people from Ontario, Uh we finally finished Tomb of Annihilation. Nice. How does it end? (laughs) I'm not saying that. Spoil it for everybody at home. It ends with a fucking... Okay. In the second last room... Okay. That has a bunch of little satellite rooms off of it. Oh, shit. A lot of them are fucked. There's opportunities to get your character absolutely fucked over in those rooms, which is (laughs) hilarious to do so close to the end. Then in that room, the main room, there's a huge boss fight that fucking sucks. And our group got very lucky. Oh, good. And then there's the next boss room, and you're like, oh, no. And in that one, even the room itself is very, very dangerous, and um, it was very stressful. And so we killed the boss in that room, and we're like, oh, my God, that went better than expected, too. And then we had the final boss, and the final boss was like, all right, my turn's like bad initiative, but see what you got. Everybody did like a round of combat and he was like, cool, let me show you what I got. And um, <laughs> everybody, several people went down to almost no hit points immediately from full. Oh, shit. And it was really? actually like, are you shitting me? We were like, he needs to die in this initiative round. <laughs> no matter what, they need to die or we're fucked. Oh, and no. so like our ranger shot them and got two crits and like a good, just a good hit overall and ended up doing... Like, I think the most damage in a turn anyone's done. I Like, before that, it was me when I cast, like, Shatter on a room absolutely filled with things. Right. Um, 
the ranger finally like outdid my total damage and it was a shitload and that's impressive then like the fighter just opened up a fucking can of whoop ass and tanked (laughs) so much damage our fighter was built by one of my friend my good friends from ontario um he built a ridiculous cavalier fighter and he um just ate everything the boss threw at him just dealt with it just took like all the saving throws and just like i'm not moving i'm gonna kill you on my turn and then (laughs) like did all these things to try to like mitigate damage it was going to be able to do to other people while also trying to like kill it the the final boss the barbarian took their turn did a shitload of damage i didn't even get a chance to do damage i like i (laughs) because i was a cleric i was like i was buffing people a bit and I wanted to make sure people didn't die because of how dangerous the room was. So I was doing other right. things. And the way a lot of my cleric spells work, it's like spiritual weapon can't move very fast. So I couldn't move my like area of effect spells fast enough to actually do that much damage to the final boss. Okay. But like everybody got their licks in and fucking killed them. And the DM's like, all right, you win. Good job. Like basically. And then like <laughs> we spent the the next bit of time like cleaning up the dungeon and the like after that session ended the dm's like i cannot stress how close that fight was like in spite of like you guys doing all those crits because then like in the final round there was like four crits it was ridiculous holy shit there's at least two and they were like massive massive damage and that's amazing the dm's like i need to stress that fight was so much closer than you could possibly imagine (laughs) <laughs> and like he told us about it afterwards for people that are interested, like what the person was going to do on their turn, what the boss was going to do on their turn. Right. And I like thought about it. I was like, yeah, we'd be fucked. Like there's zero, there would be no coming back from it, from the amount of damage they did to us on in one turn before that happened. We would, there, everybody would have been <laughs> fucked. Oh like, no. No, like you would have not been able to do much at all. We would all have been fucked. Like it would have killed us all one by one in the span of a round probably. Shit. And I was like, that is stupidly close. It's wild that it was that close. We've, we were lucky. It had nothing to do with being good at the game. We were extremely <laughs> lucky. And, uh, well, I mean, no, like, because the people, I guess, built really good specced characters that did damage right. when it counted, and it was very clutch. But it, Tomb of Annihilation has some really ridiculous things. I know our DM, I feel like he was holding back at times playing that game. But, like, in some rooms, it's like, this is actually fucked. I have no idea what we're supposed to do. Like, <laughs> we're, we just took so much damage, and I feel like we're in for way worse. It, it's a fucked campaign. It was three years. Somebody was doing the stats for the game. Um, two shit. different babies were born during the campaign because it coincided what? with COVID. Um, several houses were moved in between. Oh, my um, God. There were several, several different jobs from people in the campaign. Right. Um, oh, our fighter, he revealed at the end of the campaign, he's never done a ranged attack at all <laughs> during the campaign, which is pretty funny. That's impressive. A three-year campaign, you've never done a ranged attack. That's I, really good. I mean, you could argue, like, why not, even if you thought you'd miss? But, like, yeah. he was so stupidly useful and, like, good at role-playing that, like, it... You know, nobody would fault them for that. Um, So this is what feels like the most genuine I got to retire a character ever. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, it was nice because we were asking, like, what does everybody want to do? And we all had, like, story things as to why we're in Chult and, like, 
you know, what was going on. So Chult's like yep. a tropical paradise with a ongoing undead problem. Okay. And so the whole campaign, I was saying, like, my character was like this big Nordic. Well, he's a Tempest cleric from, like, definitely not Norway. And um, I was saying the game, like, throughout the game, like, how much he was sweating. Like, how much he hated being there. Like, he fucking hated just being down in the south where it was warm and talking to people um that weren't like in his culture he was kind of like getting fed up with being there he's like felt so out of place right and um i i my dm kind of let me do like a nice like outro montage thing because we got like a lot of bonuses and boons from the town when we were done anyways i was thinking like well if it's a nice tropical place um and i have like all these new cleric spells because i'm like 11th level I can cast like forbiddance and like hallow to make like a kind of a church. Basically you can just make a church essentially and make it like a safe place. And I was thinking like, well, my guy likes drinking and I'm picturing we're getting all these gift baskets from people in the town. <laughs> so we're getting all this fruit, all these like definitely not rum. I think they call Tej. Okay. And so it's like, well, I can't eat all the fruit. It's starting to spoil. So I start mixing the fruit into the, the Tej and I'm making <laughs> proceed, can, like, like more and more fruitier drinks as I'm going. And I have this space down by the harbor. And because I cast this spell, like everybody can speak to each other when they're inside the walls of my building. Nice. And then it's like, so this would be like the nicest, safest bar in town. And I've made... I, I I was also obsessed with tattoos and runes throughout the whole game. I was always carving runes on shit and getting tattoos when I could. Um, nice. As a way to like try to remind myself of my culture of home and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so I opened up a... Uh, well, okay, I wanted to leave. This this is important too. I wanted to leave. And like... Right. So I, I you know, was role playing like it's finally time to get on the boat and go back to Norway. Because I finished everything I wanted to do. And I kind of like... The DM let me get away with this, which I appreciate. It's like the captain would be like, oh, we can't leave. We can't leave Port Nine's Hour right now. Don't you know it's <laughs> hurricane season? And it's like, oh, what's a hurricane? <laughs> <laughs> and like that would be his reason to stick around. And so it, what tur- What was like a dingy warehouse where he just got drunk with some of the people that we met during the campaign turned into, imagine like a biker bar meets Margaritaville nice <laughs> and that was in better taste a few months ago when the campaign was supposed to end right <laughs> rest in peace yeah that's fair yeah 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 i it was funny like out of all the surprise celebrity deaths jimmy buffett caught me off guard yeah didn't have that one that no. one wasn't on the bingo card right <laughs> but like I, I like the idea that it's like this guy that fucking hated that place and didn't think it was redeemable at all was only there to like get the sacred relic that was in the bottom level of the tomb of annihilation it finally found a reason to stick around it was because they had awesome hurricanes and he's a tempest cl- cleric uh, i love that that's so good uh we also got to pick one very rare magic item that we got for free in case we ever come back to these characters Okay. And nice. in trying to keep with the like my character, the only thing that made sense for me with a, was a horn of Valhalla, which lets you summon like a shitload of Viking berserkers that last for like a minute. And uh, I just think it's funny that like on in Happy Hour at, at the uh, Margar- <laughs> definitely not Margaritaville, um, 
just every once in a while I'll blow the horn and like suddenly there's like a dozen Viking berserkers just running around taking orders and like fighting each other for entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I feel like that fits so well. I was pretty happy with myself when I thought of it. I was like looking at the spells like Hallow makes it like undead can't enter. Well, that's good. People from this town would probably appreciate that. And it's like, yeah. And Forbiddance also prevents other creatures from entering. And then like when you cast these spells, sometimes you can choose additional effect. And so I chose the effect that lets everybody understand all languages in there. Right. So okay. I was like, this is like a major port city. I'm serving alcohol and it's the, literally the safest place in town and communication is not an issue. This is the sailor bar. Like this yeah, is where people amazing. come to do business. You can talk to whoever you want and you know, it's extremely safe. That's such a good idea. I felt smart. <laughs> oh man. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you created like the, uh, the continental from John wick. It's like the safe space <laughs> if within the, the town. If the continental had, a ball pit kind of like children's <laughs> area. Maybe that is what the bar is. This is also how Uthbear sounded, by the way, when I was playing. It was hard to keep this accent up. Yeah. Sometimes it got pretty Russian. If I'm being honest with you, it got pretty Russian at times. Oh, God. Maybe your throat will go back to normal now. <laughs> yes, doing voices like this is known to be good for my throat. <laughs> this is known oh god no but that's amazing i love that story i love this bar i want to go there i i don't mean to be weird or anything but everybody had like good backstories but it's not really my story to tell oh, um, that's <laughs> some people had like had like the our dm calvin was uh he's amazing he's he's such a good dm um that's good. he does such a good job of like You'll he'll you'll give him a character and he'll weave it into the world, basically seamlessly. Okay, like nice. I, yeah, he he's really good at just making it work. And like, if you put in care into your character, like like I, I'd be like, well, in my evening I have lots of free time because we didn't need to forage because I cast whatever spells. So in my free time, I sit down and I start carving runes into my battle hammer. And just like, <laughs> he'll be like, okay, and like, do it. So like, my weapon eventually became magical. And he's like, yeah, your runes glow because that's badass. Like, right. it doesn't feel like you're just like sitting around doing nothing. Like, if you're actually like working on your character and like giving them depth, he rewards that. And not just like yeah. by making something magic, by like other people notice in the world and will comment on it. Right. He's not even done yet because he's like, I'm going to do like a Fallout outro video. Like nice, not an actual video, but like you know, it's like oh, remember this guy? Remember this yeah. guy we saw at level two? Well, now he runs an orphanage for baby dinosaurs. <laughs> Whatever. There's dinosaurs in Chult as well, by the way. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Now that's that's what I aspire to be as a DM, where I can take my characters and like my PC characters, the people that are playing with me and making the world around them and just, you know, bringing them into the story real, real proper, you know, exactly like that. Yeah. I really liked it. Oh, we yeah. did have one, uh, player character death. That was, uh, 
our warlock ran off with our fucking brand new <laughs> what, jar of liquids. It's the one that can make water or mayonnaise or beer. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, ran yeah. off with it like right after we got it and fucking died in a hole somewhere. <laughs> so we woke up, where's the fucking jar? It's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> so is the guy. And so, like, we 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 logged in to Roll20. It's weird to use this voice in this context, but we logged into Roll20, and I had logged in first, so I drew a tombstone for him on the map, which is probably in very poor taste, if I'm being honest. Oh, my God. Uh, I love it. That's so good. Sounds like it was a good time. Calvin's such a fun DM too because there's a character whose name he didn't like pronouncing and he, he didn't think the character art for them was very cool so he replaced them with Negan from The Walking Dead and just used a picture of Negan and his bat as the character icon and spoke in Negan's voice whatever that guy oh spoke it's just kind of like it wasn't all lol so funny campaign as, I, as maybe it sounds like I'm making it out to be he takes right. it serious, like it's funny, but it's also serious kind of thing. Like it, it's like the D and D movie kind of thing. Like there's laughs, but they're like it's a serious, like dramatic plot is happening as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I'm like people almost died like constantly. Like it was wild. <laughs> uh, he sounds like a good DM. I feel like I'd like to play with him as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's the best. I feel like me and you playing PCs would be amazing. I feel like you'd want to get me really disruptive. Like, you'd be like, hey, Mike, why don't we get it some trouble, eh? Wouldn't that be funny? And oh, like, yeah. No, I'm a noble of the court. I don't want to partake in these frivolities. Uh, my character would be the complete opposite of whatever your character is. <laughs> and I would egg you on the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, if we ever get a chance to play together, I'll be texting you the night before the campaign, be like, "Hey, so what? Uh, what kind of character you got going in here?" <laughs> Truly, the mark of a master. <laughs> Trying to undermine another player character right at the table. Oh my god. But I would hope that we would be like the yin and yang best friends, you know? I, <laughs> One of I, us is the troublemaker. <laughs> I do find I latch on to people's characters. Like, when I'm playing with friends or whatever, like local games, I'll find somebody that's like, you are going to help me further my own character arc, and in doing so, I'm hoping to further yours as well. Right. Like, we're going to give each other some interactions and room to play or whatever to flesh out our characters. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like my my other character in my home game, his his arc has become constant disappointment. <laughs> he he was the happy go lucky barbarian. Meanwhile, my depressed bird has been only only getting better and only happier over time. It's kind of funny they've kind of swapped a little bit. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like when your little bird, when your little nothing bird that has no health gets fucking lycanthropy and becomes immune to all non-magical like slashing bludgeoning and piercing like i yeah, got grappled a by a big monster and it's like it can't kill me ha 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 and just like <laughs> yeah, that apparently cures depression 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely, definitely. <laughs> we also got to definitely uh, puts a, yeah, def- definitely puts a better spin on the game for sure, knowing yeah. that you can't get hurt. <laughs> uh, it like there are creatures like I took like the same character. He has no fucking health because he's a little weak barbarian or bird. Sorry, not the barbarian. He has no fucking health, and it was so funny. Like monsters are biting me. Nothing happened. Like. Everything was fine. And then we go to a new area and the first enemy that we see like hits me with like 20 psychic damage. And I was like, oh no, mom could pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, yeah. The DM was really like, oh, you think you're going to get away that easy, huh? <laughs> How about you suck on this? No, they, they didn't change it to like fuck with me. It, it, it was something in the module, but it was just oh, kind okay. of funny. It's like, I thought I was hot shit. <laughs> uh you're like the jock in those like teenage movies who uh, gets taken down a peg by the nerd at some point. I mean, at least I got laid, so. <laughs> uh, that is one way to look at it, for sure. <laughs> what else you got on your list? Any good stuff on your list? Your I got some weird of, stuff. Uh, love it. Let's hear some. Oh, um, I don't know if you heard this. I, I came up with a new idea. So okay. I discovered this while doing dishes. Um, so Sydney got me a bidet as a present and I've given her a lot of grief about that because uh-huh. I made it clear I actually didn't want one and she made it clear right. she had already bought it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty anti-bidet uh, yeah. overall. I found a new use. Okay, so, good. My darling girlfriend sometimes brings home Tupperware from work where she didn't eat her food <laughs> and it gets pretty nasty in there sometimes because she might forget it and might get a little bit moldy. Right. And so now I dump out the food into the toilet bowl and then I, give, I hold out the dish for Tupperware <laughs> and give it a quick shot from the bidet to try to rinse it out a little bit. And uh, it works. <laughs> Holy shit. I want to be clear. I then go wash it in the sink and it gets shot with clean water. That's important too. Oh my God. But um, I thought that was a pretty funny life hack. Oh God, that's amazing. <laughs> that is the life. That is the definition of a life hack, Mike. Yeah. The thing is like, it's not because like not everybody has a bidet. Some people might think it's gross. I want to be clear. I wash these dishes afterwards. Like it's not, that's not it. Oh no, I, I know. But uh, I thought it was pretty funny and clever of me if I'm being honest. That is good. I like it a lot. See, because I, I would be the guy that's like, it's just soup. Surely I can pour it down the sink. Right. No, I, I'm a fucking idiot. I should, should not do these things. Uh, I love that I can picture you in in the bathroom, like pulling like nasty containers out of a bag, <laughs> muttering to yourself, "I can't believe I have to do this," <laughs> while you're shooting water from the bidet into these containers. <laughs> I mean, it's not so bad. <laughs> uh, oh no, there, I have a D and D related thing from my list. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, this was uh, right after the party. They were playing D&D the next day. Perfect. 
have you ever ever played with a cheater at D&D? None of the people at the game were cheating as far as I was aware. But have you ever played with somebody that cheats at games? Maybe rolls the dice kind of where nobody else can see it? Um, Maybe not D&D, but I've definitely played with somebody who probably cheats at other games. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's so funny. What we preconceive as being the only way you might do something. You have to roll dice on the table. Or maybe you're rolling them virtually. Why don't we roll dice up? Introducing helium dice balloons. (laughs) It comes with like a little plastic frame or whatever. And you fill up your balloon inside the frame. Okay. And then um, you roll it by just kind of letting it hit the ceiling. And then there's no denying what was rolled. It's up there. I think that's fun and dramatic is to break out a huge D20 from under the table and just let it hit the ceiling. I think it makes I think a statement. That's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you could definitely do that. I think that there are definitely some of those like blow up D&D dice, like D20s. There has to be. Or like that one has of to those, be a product. Like, maybe like a cellophane balloon or whatever rather than like a a latex one if the shape is easier to control or something but you could do it yeah absolutely Uh, now I want to hello dragons (laughs) or sharks we have the idea for you (laughs) now we might be a couple of basement dwellers but (laughs) so is our target demographic have you ever heard of the new fad called Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> Made popular by such celebrities as that one guy with the beard from Magic Mike. <laughs> that one guy from that car movie that always talks about family. <laughs> oh, that one. Um who else? I mean, everybody in Critical Role. The voice of lots of things, like all the things. He's in fucking everything. I think we'd get funded. No. (laughs) I don't don't want, I don't like, I I know you want me to yes and, but. Kevin O'Leary is going to jump on that. What are you talking about? He's going to jump on the balloons and get get the fuck out. He's going to pop the balloon uh, and just throw well, the... Well, what we'd have to do just throw is, the math rocks at us. We'd have to come... We would We would not get money. I want to be clear. We would not get money. And we're going to do Canadian Dungeons... Or, I, I don't fucking know anybody. I, I know some of the people from these shows and these investment shows, but I don't know all of them. But, like, whichever one, we go Shark Tank... Uh, uh, the... Dragon's Den? Dragon Den. Oh, that's the word. I was trying to think of the D-layer word. <laughs> The only we would not we would not get funded. I don't think. I don't think we'd get funded at all. But we would become fan favorites because we'd show up with character sheets for all the investors <laughs> and we'd give Kevin twenties and everything. Because and it would just say Mr. Wonderful at the top oh, of the yeah. sheet. <laughs> uh, I feel like he would respect that. I think, yeah. I think he is one of those people that would never admit it, but just flattery gets you everywhere, maybe. Just yeah, absolutely. Like the percentage he demands goes down for each direct smooch his butt gets. 
All right, which dragon do you think is most likely to uh, play D and D? Now it has to be Merc. They're right? all they're all multi multi millionaires. <laughs> I I want to say none of them have time for it. I could see maybe the guy that owns uh, Boston Pizza has a grandkid that made him play it once or something. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I want to say Mark Cuban fucking loves Dungeons Absolutely. and Dragons. That that was my first guess. I I, I have a <laughs> roll twenty DM account. I have every book unlocked. Yeah, he definitely plays it on his private jet. Ooh, yeah. That's when he you're allowed the- to cheat because you're in international <laughs> airways or whatever. He does uh, private private jet sessions and uh, gets his full full crew on the plane. And they just fly from I don't know what's a really long flight. Uh, probably like Honolulu to San Francisco. That's perfect. I feel like he does that every Sunday. Actually, they probably go to LAX. Maybe there's both. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, they bang out a session for sure on that plane. I mean, that's really funny, and I like that idea. And now, if I got super rich and had to fly a jet somewhere, <laughs> and Taylor Swift was busy, I guess I could just. Play Dungeons and Dragons. Can you imagine? It's like, oh, I gotta get ready and pack. You think you're busy? I gotta fucking write a game. I gotta write a one shot. We were gonna do the Rick and Morty D and D game, but that's fucking canceled. So we had to come up with something new. Oh my god. So obviously, that whole thing has to be based around snakes on a plane, right? Oh no. <laughs> Ah, it's Yanti on an airship. <laughs> oh my god. I like that because they could pass as passengers, some of them. Yeah, exactly. Except for the guy with the big long like <laughs> elbow length gloves that hiss. <laughs> oh man, that's good. We're coming up with some uh real great ideas. Shit, yeah, write it down, write it down. <laughs> When uh, when the Argle Bargle uh, one-shots come out, <laughs> this is going to be one of them. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. it. I think it's good. I think it works. And I also think that maybe it's time for a green text. I think this counts as relevant. The Mad Mage who captured all the 12 princesses in the realm. To try to fool the party, he made a fake dungeon wherein a bunch of random women had their memories changed so that they think they were the princesses. The party defeated his simulacrum and rescued the princesses. I described one as an elf. She was supposed to be from a human kingdom. They did not notice. (laughs) They wrote for all the royal families, expressing the princesses were all safe and sound. One of the players, who I suspect has a fetish, tried to woo the elven princess. (laughs) He keeps talking about how amazing it is to get to know a real elven princess. She's confused. States she's human. The realization <laughs> sets in. The party are sure they're going to lose their job, if not their heads. They come up with a plan. <laughs> they keep killing a bunch of princesses in their sleep and reincarnating them as different races until they all resuscitate as the right races for every princess. <laughs> and then modify their memory so they don't know that they had been killed. They plan to deliver them to the trusted escorts that are coming their way, as they think they wouldn't know how the fucking princesses looked like. (laughs) 
and then they could run with the money. The first escort arrives. They know how the actual princess of their kingdom is supposed to look. Yeah, that's fair. The players kill the escorts. The players put their clothes on the bodies and torch them so the rest of the escorts would find them and think the party were all killed. They leave the princesses and found a new adventuring group. And the name of the new adventuring group is one letter off of the original one. (laughs) Yeah, send in the B team. Oh my god, that's wild. <laughs> I love that, because that's like definitely layer like, yeah, yeah, whatever, during like the descriptions. Yeah. And it took actually trying to fuck a princess, where it's like, wait a second. <laughs> this isn't my fetish at all. <laughs> Unacceptable. Oh my god. I love how they're first, the first thing they thought was just like, let's just kill him. I mean, they're adventurers, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess so. It's just... (laughs) Reminds me of a TikTok sound where it's like, when you're playing D&D, it's not about the snacks you eat or the friendships you make. It's about (laughs) all the murders your party commits along the way. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard the same, but war crimes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh man that was good I like that one I don't have a lot to say about it though <laughs> yeah me neither fuck <laughs> it was a great story I, I I do like just when we're thinking about like player characters and stuff just like yeah yeah whatever move on as quickly as possible like these are the consequences <laughs> I love yeah. that. Just not piecing together that they're not the right race at all. But I mean, <laughs> arguably, that's a problem with Theater of the Mind. I, I don't love Theater of the Mind. I would need the DM to draw me diagrams and bring out like a chess table to show the positioning of everybody. <laughs> I like maps and minis, frankly. Yeah, me too. I also like that. Ow. I, w- I feel like if I was the DM, I would want to create like not for every scene but like maybe for like the end the end scene or like a place where they spend a lot of time or like a diorama <laughs> yeah i like get little that. buildings and shit <laughs> i think you so know, really flush it out or even just like a 3d model of it or whatever like in a program yeah. that people could look at yeah exactly just something nice you know something yeah. nice for people to see yeah I feel like I'm a very visual person. I I would agree. I I would say I am too. Like I I I've only started recently taking better notes. I usually rely on my memory, which is usually pretty good. Yeah. But like even then, like in my notes, I have to write like little cheat sheets or diagrams to remember like which faction hates which faction. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I was really bad for that when I played um the the sessions that you ran like the the campaign you ran for not taking notes and relying on everybody else i mean yeah but i think as long as you play a consistent character it's not so bad yeah just do your that's best. true my character didn't need to know a lot kind of just said stupid things ran with it <laughs> i mean stupid is a character trait that's fine 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's that's how I justified not taking notes. <laughs> no, I think it's because you're lazy and don't. can't write well. <laughs> that too. <laughs> not to call you out too much, but I think it's But I co- needed to justify it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because uh, you were lazy and didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. So we didn't talk about a lot of nerd-ass stuff. Yeah. So there's a gaping hole in my nerd, like, resume. I don't know what you call it, or, like, experience, I guess. Okay. I never really got into Star Trek. Yeah, me neither. No, I know you haven't. You even fucking watch Star <laughs> Wars. And everybody knows Star Wars is basically, like, back. everyone knows Star Wars is basically just Star Trek. But for people who don't like moral dilemmas and just like space <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid, I was not into space stuff. But as I'm an, as an adult, I'm definitely more into space stuff. How much of that is just yearning to not be on Earth anymore? That's probably a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a good this 95%. ruined. <laughs> so... I had never watched a lot of Star Trek, but I recently started watching the show Lower Decks, which okay. is uh, like an animated show about like the little idiot people that run around in the lower decks that aren't like the bridge crew, like the important named characters you see in like most Star Trek shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's about the people that like typically will like die on missions or that like just the people <laughs> that just do their jobs in the background. Right, okay. And it's pretty funny. So, like, I I really liked it. And I realized while I was watching it, they were making a lot of references I didn't understand. Because I think (laughs) even just, like, being just a nerd and alive and the way I retain information I do, I already knew some stuff about Star Trek. Like, I'd known, like, what the Federation is. I'd know what a Ferengi is. I knew about Klingons and all, all that kind of stuff. But every once in a while, like watching this show, they just say something. I'm like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck are they talking about? And it, it stuff like that irks me. And like, (laughs) I think Cindy knows more more about Star Trek than I do, honestly. Um, And she was like, I don't really know. Like, whatever. Just enjoy the show. And I'm like, no, I need to know. (laughs) So I got, I went back and I started watching the original Star Trek from the 60s. Oh my God. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's not. The, the horrible part is each episode's like an hour long. And the way they film things in the 60s, um, some of the f- cinematography is just like weird. It's like in a serious scene that like cut right. all the lights except for a thin band that just goes across the eyes of whoever's talking to like highlight how <laughs> serious what they're saying is. But it's like, that's, that's so really weird. weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's a choice. <laughs> And, like, a lot of the shots are not, like, there's some shots where it's just, like, here's a group of three, here's them talking to each other for, like, an extended shot. But a lot of the times in conversations, it's just real close up on the face of William Shatner. Right. (laughs) And it's just kind of weird. I I don't know. Like, I don't like, you know, the special effects are lacking. The costume and, like, set design are kind of lacking. All that I'm fine with. Because you're really there for Star Trek. You're there for, like, what's the lesson What's the kind of like philosophical debate they're getting into this week? That's why you watch the show, really. Right. And um, <laughs> it's all right. The, they, the, so this, because like Star Trek is like a cultural icon, 
there's so much to learn, which really is why I'm doing it. Because I was like, I need to sink my teeth into something new, something to learn about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot. You're going to be watching for a while, I think. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad that way. So, you know, the rest of the year is probably going to be watching Star Trek. Yeah. Which the problem is, I don't think I'll be able to catch up by the time I want to watch more Lower Decks with Sydney. So I'll get more things. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, I knew a couple of characters and stuff because I watched it occasionally with my dad. But, like, I didn't even know what series that was. I, um, uh, I don't like know. The Next Generation, probably. No, no, that was older too. That was oh, the one sure, with like really? Tuvok and Janeway. That was on in like the nineties. Um, okay. Anyways, um, Enterprise maybe. I don't know. Um, that one sounds right. As one of the series. Anyways, um, so obviously learning hasn't been going great, but I'm just starting. <laughs> but like, it's funny because like in one episode, at like of the lower decks, they're like, "Oh no, a salt vampire," and I was like. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Like, but like, lower decks like doesn't you don't really need to know what it is. They just kind of get into it. And it's like, okay, cool, all right. But then like, I've watched like that episode of like the first series. I'm like, oh, salt vampire. Ooh, <laughs> I know Ooh, what I get it now. Ooh. <laughs> but like, it's kind of interesting because like getting into the history. Like the I watched the pilot, and it's an interesting concept. Um, and the moral lesson I took from that one was, uh, you can never, ever trust a woman. Um, <laughs> that's simplifying things a little bit. Uh, no, it's actually oh, a really interesting. This was a different time. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's this, like, this, this whole thing where there's different people that want different things and people are being manipulated. And so, like, it's trying to show, like. I don't even know how to really get into it without spoiling it completely, but you could have the takeaway, never trust a woman. And I was like, that's weird. So when the first pilot got ordered, the NBC didn't want to take up the show. Right. Um, so they ordered a second pilot. How do I know this? Because I watched the second episode and I went, where the fuck is everybody from the first episode? And I had to look it up, and it was because they ordered a second pilot, which apparently happens almost never in TV history. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever heard of that. But then it started to catch on. Also, like, all the costumes changed episode to episode. Like, Spock's really? had a blue shirt, then he had a yellow shirt. Like, it, it not then all the shirts changed their di design completely. It's been kind of weird. Um, that is weird. <laughs> but, like... And the second episode, like the second pilot, I was like, all right, what this one's about. Oh, don't trust women. Great. <laughs> you could say the takeaway from the first two episodes is never trust a woman. Gotcha. Or the men. Starting to see a trend. Or the men that are like, trust her, bro. <laughs> now, overall, like, they, you know, the show's touted for being fairly progressive and stuff. But sometimes it's still like, this is still the 60s. Yeah. It's still a little bit funny. <laughs> This is the 60s and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying oh it God. though. Yeah, you know, okay, it's, it's good. It's weird. It's kind of ugly. It's like TV and just like, like the way cinematography works and just how they plan shots. Like I like better in more modern TV. Right. But I know a lot of it's probably budget constraints and just technological constraints. 
Yeah. I enjoy it. I, I see myself probably watching all of it, if I'm being honest. Okay. And nice. All the episodes are an hour long, too. And it's like, God, I wish they spoke faster. Uh, yeah. I wish they went through some <laughs> of these long shots a little bit quicker. Oh, Jesus. Can I watch this at 1.25? Uh, yeah, I can see that being an issue. Is there a lot of action in it? I feel like no, because it's from the yeah. Okay, no. Sometimes they like threaten each other with guns. Sometimes they yeah. shoot them. <laughs> yeah, I bet the special effects weren't as great. weren't that great. So. Mm, they did some cool stuff, but it was pretty gross. It was. It's kind of like watching a cartoon. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, I honestly don't know if I could get into it, but. I mean, I do still have to watch Star Wars. Well, I have so many fucking green texts about Star Wars. I need I need you to go watch all nine movies real quick for me. All right. I think I'm going to try. Maybe not tonight. You know what? How about (laughs) just the original trilogy? If we if you could manage that, please. (laughs) Sounds good. See, I'm waiting for Lindsay to watch them with me as well, because she wants to watch them, too. And I find the two of us, we're always in a different mood of what we want to watch. So, I mean, we'll try to get on the same page for this weekend, maybe. I was going to tell you to sync up, just to, like, get your shit together and <laughs> sync up with your girlfriend. Um, I I don't mean that in any bad way. I'm not insinuating anything. <laughs> but I've been thinking about that for myself lately, because I've been so aggro and, like, testosterone heavy lately. It's weird. I like it. Really? Yeah. um, (laughs) Sydney's also attributed this to, you're happy. And I went, no. There's something deeper. (laughs) Cover your ears. That's a deeper thing. (laughs) Cover your ears if you know me, if if you don't want to hear this. Like, lately, I've been extremely fucking horny. And, like, I'm hungry (laughs) all the fucking time. And I feel like I have more energy. I have no idea what's going on. So That's I'm like, great. I'm on, I'm on a hell of a testosterone high lately. I feel like a fucking beast. <laughs> That's good. Have you changed anything in your life? Not that I know of. Not really. Okay. Interesting. I feel a little bit less sick, like only a tiny bit. So I don't think that that's it. Okay. Um, I'm just not coughing all the time. But Maybe there's some uh, like testosterone in the, the puffer that you're taking or something. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I mean, there's steroids in it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's all you've been missing just nah, but I mean, you know, i've been on that for weeks so it's like you know it, it's just like one day i was really thinking about it, I was like i went from like not being hungry very much to being hungry all the time and fucking pent up constantly and having a bit more energy i'm like what the fuck is going on is it second puberty Sounds like a good change. am i gonna get hairier <laughs> The hair won't stop growing. I don't know what to do. I got a full body fro. <laughs> um, no, I just think it's funny that like, I don't know. It just seemed out of nowhere. I have, uh, yeah, just kind of, I don't mean, me and Sydney have been really happy lately, which has probably been part of it, but like we've both been yeah, in much I mean, better moods. Help. Our, our emotions have synced up, which is nice. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely helps. Just in time for winter when her vitamin C deficiency will kick in. <laughs> yeah, mine will too. So we're we're on the same way there. That's good. I might need to get some supplements or something to fight off the sad, you know? 
alcohol seasonal effect seasonal affective disorder vitamin d infused <laughs> alcohol there you go can you get like vitamin d supplements we call them just, like, sipping smiles <laughs> i can just like soak it in some vodka you can just buy vitamin d and i'm sure you could dissolve in vodka yeah yeah there you go consult your pharmacist <laughs> with your bullshit ideas this kills no, the that's liver good. i'm glad that you're having a good time all right thanks i appreciate it uh, any long weekends coming up for you to work on your uh, your project? Not for a long, long while, I don't think. Oh, okay. I can't wait to see the uh, see the results. You know? Yeah, yeah. Keep rushing me. I will. <laughs> nah, you'll get it done when you get it done. You know, I I, I understand. That's it. Yeah, I'm not particularly <laughs> worried. Maybe this weekend, if I still claim to have energy, I'll do it. Yeah, that's all right. Watch Star Trek. I think it's time for another green text, though, all the same. Okay. Okay. This is a little bit different. Not D&D. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Right. Shadowrun game. Okay, I've never heard of it. Shadowrun is like, what if fantasy meets cyberpunk? Um, okay, nice. So you got, like, street samurai orcs with, like, cybernetics and, like, people net running and hacking computers and there's magic. Okay. It's all It's all combined together. Sounds good. The players board a cargo heli mid-flight to take control over it. They're all bunched up on the ramp. A crewman throws a high-explosive grenade their way, and it lands between them. The furry whines a few times that it's a stupid tactic. (laughs) Why would they blow their own helicopter? This doesn't make sense. He charges out of cover into the very open corridor between cargo. The SMGs barely hurt him. He was a minotaur with good soak. Nice. Chad Mage rolls 11 hits on 13 dice <laughs> with a force 8 fireball. That sounds like a lot. That does. Instant cooked Minotaur also catches fire. <laughs> Other player. Instant cooked. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Other player picks up the grenade and throws it out of the open ramp. Make sure to mention how the grenade flies and tumbles into the trees without exploding. Furry speaks up again. Why would it not explode? Reveal that the grenade wasn't primed. It was a wireless grenade, so it didn't have the classic pin. And I had rolled perception for them, but no success. Tell them the enemy isn't dumb. They had used the grenade to either force them to risk tossing their grenade out, back them up, or split them out of cover. But of course, they wouldn't have used a live one. He starts up an argument saying how that was a stupid tactic, no one would have done it, it doesn't make sense, and so on. He burns to a crisp while the rest of the team mops up the crew. <laughs> Not really a great conclusion there, if I'm being honest. No, it wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, it fooled the other party member, did it not? Damn. Hell of a fuse on this grenade. <laughs> yeah, the grenade seemed like it lasted quite a bit, quite a bit of time there. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, what are you going to do? I guess. I guess, you know, fantasy grenades and all. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also just like high-tech military gear because it is the future. But, it, <laughs> that, you know. That is true. Maybe it's one of those button-detonated grenades. Yeah, let's try Let's try a, let's try a different one. Let's try a, let's open up another one. Yeah, okay, why not? Let's just throw this one in for giggles. All right. Should mages be banned from the gym? Me, a strong, healthy, six-foot-nine warrior working out on my muscles in the bodybuilding aisle.
Nice. A group of manlit mages come up giggling and start working out next to me. One necromancer from the group brags about his six plate de- <laughs> Wait, his six plate deadlift. He conjures spirits to help him lift. I laugh and I point this out to him. He says this still counts because the spirits are dead. Druid says he wants to try my exercise. I mock the shit out of that skinny vegan. He turns into a fucking bear and overhead presses my deadlift one rep maximum. Okay. That's cheating. Then the wimpy wristlet illusionist wizard materializes another two plates on each side of his deadlift. I try to get external validation (laughs) by pointing out to the other warriors passing by. No one else disbelieves his illusion. I storm to the showers in a fit of rage. Just before I can rinse myself, a fucking demonologist summons succubuses and makes them drain my gaily gains and transfer them to him. I hate these wizards and their fake gains so much. <laughs> oh my god, this guy has a point. <laughs> Jim Chronomancer asks how many sets I have left. Two, bro. It won't take long. He speeds up my rest. My reps, and thus reduces the time under tension. Make minimal gains, and I'm obligated to leave the bench after two sets. I hate mages <laughs> so much, it's unreal. Oh my god, that's so good. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if they actually worked out, I feel like it would be like those uh, those fail videos. You know, the ones where it's like they're jumping around and stuff. <laughs> I, upside down. I hate them so much. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I just want like, like one video of somebody throwing a five pound weight at one of those fucking lunatics. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to pretend like they deserve it, but I mean, I've seen ones where it's like you are entering people's personal spaces. You're running around people holding heavy weights over their bodies while they're lifting. Like you're a fucking menace. Jim yeah. staff should have absolutely removed you or called the police. Yeah. Like in those cases, you got the cables stressed, stretched across the full walkway. Yes. Shit like that. It's just like, <laughs> like I'm not advocating just, you know, actually throwing a weight at somebody, but like gyms themselves need to put in the effort of like, you need to fucking leave. You're a fucking hooligan. Yeah. <laughs> this is not how you use this equipment. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh God. That's so good. Like the ones where they use like the elastic bands to like tie a bench to their back while they do like chin ups or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely suck a metal red hot penis. Oh my god, they're just turtling, bro. <laughs> I'm just doing my turtle ups. Well, turtle. I, well, then you, <laughs> the punishment should fit the crime. In that case, we'll tie you down in a fucking barren patch of desert belly up towards the sun and let you roast (laughs) are we feeling turtleish now Mm. (laughs) try to get off your back now huh i sit down (laughs) elbow into their stomach and (laughs) while i munch on my chocolates Mm, i love turtles (laughs) i'm gonna turn you into fucking soup when you're dead Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Well that was good. That was good. 
And uh, I guess time to call it, huh? We've been at this for a while. Um, yeah, so follow us on Instagram at the Argo Bargo Pod and send us some emails at the Pod at gmail.com. And thanks for bargling in. Thanks for arguing. Bye. short all picked out for you pal oh nice i'm excited one of the members of my party has spent over five thousand gold on prostitutes (laughs) let me repeat his character has slept with over 500 prostitutes expensive prostitutes as well considering that 10 plus gold is a small fortune you can buy what a thousand chickens for that much money Recently, he began to complain about how everyone else had better items than he did. We all had plus three weapons. He only had a plus two. I pointed out he had blown a good portion of his gold on imaginary blowjobs. And he grew indignant. He said he said that while all of us were role-playing and only cared about stats and combats, he was actually role-playing and having his character do what his character would do. He finished by saying that it's not fair for him to be at a disadvantage because the rest of us were min-maxing munchkins. By golly, after hearing all that, I felt rightfully ashamed. So ashamed, I gave him a portion of my gold so we could get a plus three weapon. And he spent it on more whores. That's a... Where does that rank on the galaxy brain meme? Oh my god. Can you imagine spending in-game money to have in-game fake sex? <laughs> now, now, Tyler, I've made my thoughts about in-game relationships kind of clear. It first of all, it needs to be fade to black. <laughs> Second, um I think it's fine to a point. Like I think it's fine if it's like, yeah, you know, we're playing a pirate campaign. Like, depend yeah, once. If, yeah, well, that's what I mean. You don't do. You don't spend five thousand gold, right? Like, even if you keep it more vague, I think it's far better. Like, we go to Tortuga. I start the evening with a hundred gold, and I end it with sixty. And like, I blacked out in the middle there, or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we don't yeah. have to get into it. But like, no one I, knows what happened. I think it's fine and it makes sense, especially if like everybody agrees that they're okay with some adult themes in the game. Right. I think that's, that's totally fine. fine. But five thousand is a large number. Yeah, five thousand in-game gold, and then actual in real life name calling. <laughs> you guys just aren't as good at role playing. <laughs> Um, listen, I spring for the expensive wine every time we stop at the tavern. I might I have a refined palate. I do too. It just happens to be for pussy. <laughs> Don't be Maybe bigoted. Maybe I should get better. <laughs> DM, they're squashing all my ideas. I don't feel welcome at this table.
Well, oh my god, five. It's I like I'm fine if somebody has a lot of vices as a character, but just don't be gross. I mean, if everybody agrees to be gross, then it's fine, I guess. If yeah. you're sick like that, but like uh, five <laughs> five thousand is a lot, and then to bother other people for money. <laughs> What, what what bothers me is that he used metagame arguments in, in what should have been an in-game, in-character conversation. Absolutely. That should have been in-character. Oh, yeah, I have all oh, worse equipment. Yes, like that's in-character. It's <laughs> like, you're not really role-playing. That's metagaming. You can't use that yeah. argument for me. You're out of character. <laughs> who's Who's talking? I'm a barbarian. What the fuck are you talking about? oh my god yeah this guy sounds like a pain in the ass so is there a number for the amount of times you'd allow a character to go to prostitutes um i feel like three is a good number (laughs) over the whole campaign so make him count (laughs) yeah i feel like three is a respectable number you gotta you gotta really space them out you don't want to blow it all in session one <laughs> yeah i mean but like you said i would it would have to be a fade to black thing and you know we're not discussing it it's not going to be any details or anything weird i thought it was how rogues got inspiration back <laughs> Ooh, Rogue, I don't know if you can cast that. When's the last time you bust a nut? <laughs> Did I say Rogue? I meant Bird. <laughs> I think that works. I think it works either way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sneaky Eldritch Rogue. When's the last time you nutted? Oh, did you roll a nat one on your stealth check? It's because you nutted. You're so pent up. Oh, my God. <laughs> 